back everybody to another episode of Two Board Dads. Got some exciting stuff lined up tonight. Theme of tonight's show is nostalgia, one way or another. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, tonight we'll have a special guest joining us. Our buddy Dave, the birthday boy, joins us on tonight's show to share some of his thoughts and insight. Always a good time to catch up with Dave. Uh, as always, I'm Andy, sitting right next to here to my good buddy Mark, and together we are two board dads. Mark, how was the weekend, man? Did you get into anything exciting or do anything fun this weekend? Yeah, yesterday I had a good. Uh, we had a good day. Had the the family over, celebrated my my dad's birthday, so it's good to get everyone in the same room. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'd say more importantly, my wife and I stumbled upon this show on Netflix. What was it? It's called Love is Blind. I never heard of that. There's it a couple is, shows on Netflix that I'm that I'm waiting to try out, but I haven't heard of that one. It's phenomenal. So basically you have these people, they talk to each other, but they can't see each other. And then they have to decide if they want to get uh, engaged pretty much within a few days. And then they kind of, you know, they keep going to see if they want to get married eventually. But we're addicted. So Is this a reality show? Or it's oh, a- yeah. You know we're reality junkies, so <laughs> okay. yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about marrying people without seeing them, but yeah, um, I, I, it sounds like it makes for good television. Anyway, I worked. Uh, I worked security Friday night at a sophomore cotillion, and I, you know, I'm not going to get into too many details at all. But I will say that I will never work another school dance again, and that's all I'm going to comment on that. And then Saturday turned around. And did something uh, for the first time, work security at a robotics competition. And I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, Mark, I don't know if you've ever seen a robotics competition or ever seen one on TV or anything like that. But I have a newfound uh, respect for the kids and the machines because the engineering and the programming that goes into these machines is just, it's second to none, man. It was kind of cool to watch, uh, you know, all the kids bringing in their their robots and, and doing different things with them. And like I said, I just found a newfound respect for, for those guys and, and what they could do. Have you ever seen a robotics competition firsthand or no? So I have not. The only one what I've seen is they were they were fundraising outside of Sam's Club <laughs> a, couple of, a couple of weeks ago. And they, they had some kind of robot. I didn't, I didn't go over because it was raining. But, <laughs> but no, I don't think that would qualify. No. But these guys are like yeah. – Picking up like blocks and and setting up blocks, uh, it, it was just really cool uh, to see firsthand and something you know something new kind of just expanding my horizons. So I was excited to be able to to, uh, to get to do that. What was one of the cool things that one of the robots could do? So so I found out this: all the robots are are have to be. It's the same criteria, the same guidelines. So every team gets the same guideline you have to your robot has to be able to do this and whoever does this the best is deemed to have the best robot gotcha. so these robots were able to pick up these uh i don't know six by six blocks on the ground and they were able to scoop them up and then they had to put them up in a row like almost like a tower without the tower falling over so if you can picture these robots scooping these blocks up and then lifting themselves and, and, and hoisting this tower without falling over. Like I said, it was, it was pretty cool to see. Uh, I'll definitely be checking out more 
robotics competitions when I get the uh, when I get the time. Yeah, that stuff's pretty remarkable. Like, where where would you even start? Like, uh, uh, I'll buy a couple wheels and a piece of metal. And, <laughs> I'll tell you what, yeah. there was a lot more uh, smart people than myself in that room <laughs> on Saturday morning. Uh, so kudos to those to those kids and to to everybody who was involved in that. Uh, before we get into the uh, the heart of our program this week, I do want to pass along some information that we received regarding our episode last week. Uh, our fact of the week last week was a human baby is born with approximately 60 more bones than an adult. We were so confused on how this was possible. Mark, what was your, re- I don't remember, what was your reasoning that you said last week? I can't remember. I didn't really have a reason. I was just really surprised, but you figure that I guess they kind of, they, they morph into bigger bones, right? Would so you- you're kind of, you're kind of right. And I think, um, you know, I think that's what I said last week is that these bones have to kind of, you know, form into larger bones. And, and thanks to, I guess, a listener, Dr. Jim, Dr. Jim coming to the Dr. rescue out of, out of, out of Lansing, Michigan. Dr. Jim in, in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, our mystery has been solved. Case has been cracked. Dr. Jim states that an average human baby, when born, has almost 300 bones. Many of these bones are joined together by membrane and cartilage, which over time, these bones fuse together, forming one larger bone and decreasing the number of bones that an adult has. Interesting stuff, to say the least. Thank you, Dr. Jim from Lansing. I know we had a ton of people just dying to hear that answer. Um, pretty remarkable stuff there. What do you think, Mark? So if uh, a newborn baby had you, what, you said about 300 mm-hmm. bones? So what does an adult have? I feel like that's something you learn in sixth grade. Yeah, I, I think like 250 or something along those lines. 250? I think Some, like, I'm not sure. You know, I, I can only like take so many bone questions. Okay. I can take I can only take so many boneheaded questions oh, out snap. of you, Mark. Snap. Um, yeah. So we're just gonna <laughs> thank you, Doctor Jim. We're gonna move forward. Yes, Doctor Jim. Thank you, <laughs> Mark. You know that wasn't the only thing I did this weekend. The robotics competition was just a piece of it. Uh, I spent time. We mentioned last week that you know my my daughter was turning 12. She had her birthday party, um, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Mark, tell me first before we get into that. Yep. Can you remember as a kid, like growing up, an absolute best birthday party that you had that kind of stood out above the rest? One that one that you still remember today. As a kid, yeah, um, I had a I had a lot of good good parties. A lot of things that we always did at the house, and and we did stuff in the backyard, whether it was contests shooting hoops or, or um, doing football games. But there's one in particular I remember. I was in third grade, and I had a class birthday party at the local bowling alley. <laughs> so it was cool. I had everyone in the class there. Um, but the backstory behind that was the only reason I did that was because there was one girl in the class that I had a crush on. And I figured I couldn't just invite her, you know, because I don't talk to her because, you know, it's Mark. That's, you know, that's not, that's not what I did. Yeah, he wasn't the most talkative <laughs> being. Yeah, yeah. Um, so rather than just invite the one girl I never talked to, I invited the whole class so it seemed less <laughs> suspicious. Um, but it was cool. So that, that was a third grade bowling party. 
Everybody was there. It was it was something I definitely remember. Nice. And that's, you know, it was really slick on your end, um, you know, to invite the entire class and not yeah. just not just that girl that it you were worked. probably never going to talk to it anyway. Worked. It worked. She, she <laughs> came to the party. and uh, Did you get another date out of it in third well, grade? No, or? she came to the party, and that was about the extent of, uh, of our relationship. You probably, <laughs> you probably didn't even talk to her at the party. I definitely did not. No. <laughs> you just She just walked in, and you're like, uh, uh, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. She's here. What do I do? <laughs> that was pretty much it. Yeah. That was pretty uh, much it. So, so my birthday falls on Memorial Day weekend, man. So, ironically enough, I don't have any. Uh, and my, you know, if my parents listen to this, they'll probably be upset with me. But growing up, man, nothing, nothing really sticks out to me, uh, birthday party wise. It was always tough. You know, we always had something, but it was always tough to get people together because it's Memorial Day weekend. Right. You know, you have to. You're working around barbecues. You're working around uh, family parties. I have more memories of my older birthdays, you know, with you guys and going to the racetrack and yep. uh, barbecuing at the racetrack and just having fun on Memorial Day weekend. So I, you know, I, I think from that regard, um, you know, me being older, I have, like I said, better memories of, of birthday parties. Not saying that I didn't have them when I was a kid. All right. I know you're listening. That's not what I'm saying. Not the road I'm going down. I'm just saying... I was never a big party guy, and I don't know how many you know how many f- friends I actually used to have. It's true, so. but well, last year I had a great birthday. Remember last year was when uh, you and your parents hooked me up with that that uh, that cabin in Tennessee. Well, yeah, you went, went down, down to Tennessee, Tennessee and got the saw got Alabama the, roll over Tennessee. It was nice. You got to check out the tide. You know, if you guys if you guys saw on the Facebook, you probably saw all the uh, the Alabama garb in the background. So. Let me tell you a little bit about the 12-year-old birthday party that I experienced this week. (laughs) Anyway, Saturday, I get home from, you know, working the robotics competition, and we go to, uh, it's my daughter's 12th birthday. I think she'll remember it for a while. We went to Dave & Buster's, and for those of you who don't know, uh, listening to this, it's a big, uh, you know, bowling alley arcade for the kids, uh, restaurant and bar for the adults. Thanks a lot to your to your wife who actually helped set it all up for us. Um, anyway, six, 11, and 12-year-old girls, two cars, a pregnant wife, and a dad who's not allowed to have a beer until I got back home. It wasn't a good combination. So the fir- first thing that happened, we drove 45 minutes to the wrong location. I had a feeling that was going to happen. So, <laughs> so there's numerous locations at this, at this company, Dave & Buster's. We drove to one location in the heart of Philadelphia. We get out. We pay $15 a piece to park. We walk in, and they say, no, we don't have any reservations for you here. So they call the other store. Lo and behold, our party's supposed to be there. It's 30 minutes away or 25 minutes away, so we drive another 25 minutes to get there. You know, we're eating. We finally get in. We check in. We go to the, the, the bowling alley. You know, we get our food, which was great, man. Don't get me wrong. Everything was great, other than the fact we were an hour late. Uh, of course, there was a vegetarian in the group, which we didn't know. Ooh. So we had to, you know, uh, order her something to eat, which took about an, another hour to come <laughs> out. So we got all the other kids sitting here bowling and, and, and chowing down on everything that they had, which was delicious food. And then we had a you know, poor girl who couldn't eat anything because the, the cheese quesadillas took an hour to come out. But... 
needless to say, they had a good time. You know, they went and played some video games. Um, of course, it's a Saturday afternoon. All the good games are taken. The place is absolutely mobbed. I think, uh, I think the girls got to play like, uh, Pong or something. I, I don't know. No, not beer pong, Mark. I know what you're thinking. That's, that is exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> They're 12 years old. Um, so they got to play the crappy games and, uh, you know, but they were able to get some fun stuff and it was all around. It was a good time, man. But, you know, I finally got back to the house and I was able to crack a cold beer after doing all the driving. And, uh, it was definitely, definitely one of the best tasting beers that I had. You earned it, man. In a long time. And I did earn it. And and I think all all the other parents, uh, know that I earned it too, because they were, they were saying the same, same thing. So it was a good weekend, you know, just kind of chilled out yesterday and, uh, and now we're here, man. It's Monday night. We got we're watching Monday Night Raw. The Beast Brock Lesnar just came on the TV, and and we're filming the podcast. So uh, looking forward to it. We got a great episode, you know. As we start to dive into things here, um, you know, we've known each other for a long time here, Mark. And I think it's I think it's fitting that we have our buddy Dave on tonight because I know you've you know you've known Dave longer than me. Um, yeah, just me and Dave go back probably almost what 25 years or so, maybe. Well, I figure we know each other at least 15, yeah. So, yeah, uh, and like I said, I got introduced to you from Dave. So, um, you know, the, the, the title of the episode is Nostalgia. We're hitting some, some childhood memories here before we get into you know our other topics of the night. Just talk about some of the things, man, you know, as a kid that you remember growing up. Just some of the things that stood out to you, you know, it could have been, could have been anything, man. And you know, childhood memories, and I'm just talking about stuff that we really don't get to do anymore. Well, I remember just doing a lot of competitive sports, which was awesome. I remember little league. I was really good. Yeah. I was really good at little league, and I peaked at 12 years old. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I tell my wife. 12 years old, I was great. And then past that, it was all kind of downhill. But um, I just remember playing sports all the time. I was super into Little League and baseball. I tried basketball. I just I didn't get my, my growth spurt until late. But I could shoot, but I couldn't do much else than that. Um, you know, obviously, I was really big into, into wrestling. And uh, I just remember always finding something to do outside. Like, we were always throwing the ball around. Even, like, me, me and Dave, who we're going to talk to in a little bit, we would just make up stupid games we would go to uh i think we made up a game called uh brick ball where we went to the school and we would just find like one brick and we had to like throw the ball and the first (laughs) one to get it in that brick one i think it took like 25 minutes but sure i just remember always just finding stuff to do yeah and i think that's a common a common uh trend that that i came across while trying to trying to think of some of these things too is you know a lot of ways the the t- childhood has has changed man and i think um you know our parents childhood wasn't the same as their parents childhood and our kids childhood isn't the same as ours and won't be the same as ours but one thing that i do notice is like the overall decline of of kids playing outside like you had mentioned man and like when i was a kid dude we were always outside whether we were out like riding bikes or you know, I remember I used to play. I used to go out and, and play in the woods, and and I used to catch frogs and, and do crazy stuff like that. And we were playing wiffle ball, and one of those games that you know you had mentioned we made up that wire ball game that we used to play out in front of the house where you're throwing a tennis ball at the at the cable wires. And dude, 
we were out all the time, and I just don't think you see it a lot anymore. Why do you think that? It, I personally think it's a safety thing, but do you think kids are lazy or do you think I don't it's think a they're, safety I just or? think it's the electronics. Yeah. I think, I mean, honestly, if I had the stuff that the kids nowadays have, I'd probably be in a similar situation. I mean, we had video games. We didn't have, I mean, Sega Genesis compared to a, an Xbox isn't the same thing, but if we had tablets and, uh, and iPods and all, all that stuff, like I, I don't know if I would have been outside as much, but I mean, but I, 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 I agree with you, but, um, you know, there would be days where I would go out at 10 AM, you come home for lunch, maybe, and you're not coming home until six, seven o'clock at night in the summertime, you know, when, or when dinner's ready. And, uh, you know, it's just, you never had to check in nowadays. Like I got, you know, my daughter's checking in every hour, if, if not, you know, more frequent than that. And I just think that safety is a big issue. And that's kind of the scary part because it's taken away from, a you know, from the childhood of the kids and, you know, just yeah. not letting them, um, you know, experience the same things that we got to experience. Man. It's but, true. Like if you think about it, so when you were a kid and you were going out, you know, pretty much all day, like you didn't, we didn't really have cell phones back then no. at all. But like you didn't really check in right. with your parents. But I, I'm imagining now that I'm a father, like if my kid was out all day for like five hours and I didn't hear from him, right? Like I would be, I'd be peeing. No, myself. I, agree. I, I, I absolutely agree. And you know, like I said, even with my daughter now, you know, having to check in as often as she does, um, you know, if I if I don't hear from her in over an hour, then I get pissed. And it never used to be like that, but you know, today's society. You you hear these predators all over the place, and it's just scary, man. It's just a different uh, different world, and I don't know, man. The more <laughs> the more we talk on this podcast, the more I feel I feel like uh, I'm getting older and older. But like I said, it's it's, it's yeah, a we're little, coming off a little bitter, yeah. At times, <laughs> it's just I don't even know if it's bitter, man. It's just different, and I think it we is. could I think everybody could agree on that, man. It's different. Um, I I wish the kids would get out more, like. You know, that's like you had you had touched on the tablets and the video games and dude, kids are like we have a kid I don't even want to talk about it, but kids are like making money off of playing video games, like professionally, and they're thirteen years old. It's it's crazy. So they have an excuse to say stay inside and and play video games all day and I don't know, I think it kinda of hurts you later on in life when you're looking for a a job and and we talked last episode about social skills and public public speaking ability and I don't know just different to me I guess while we're on the topic of uh you know kids not getting outside enough what you know what are your feelings on kids and cell phones in general and and you know I don't I know your son is is still in the infant stages but you know when do you think is appropriate age for a kid to have a cell phone and do you think it should be strictly for emergencies or what? That's a tricky one. So I feel like it's one of those things that you don't know what you're going to say until it happens. So I've, I've, I've always been the person where I see kids on cell phones and I'm just like, why do you have a cell phone? Like you don't need one. Why do you need one? Now, now that I kind of see things a little differently, I would say you can have a, I would say a cell phone is good when you're like doing stuff and like when you need to be picked up from school, you have to stay late because you have practice. I think that's the kind of time when you need a cell phone. So maybe when you're like, what? 
11, 12. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was going to touch on. Like, dude, my daughter, she's got a cell phone. I'm on the fence about it. If she's ever anywhere without us, though, whether she's at her friend's house or at a sporting, you know, practice or something like that, then fine, you know. Um, take your cell phone. Call us if you need us. Call us if there is an emergency. But dude, she doesn't need to be on, you know, texting nonstop with her friends. Or she doesn't need to be on uh, all these apps at 12 years old, TikTok and Snapchat and stuff like this. And it's it's all social media. Like, I, I was like 19 years old when or 20 years old when I first got any kind of social media. Um, but she, like I said... It's it's good and bad because she uses you know FaceTime to to FaceTime her friends and kind of study in a group and uh, you know the game has definitely changed in that regard. I just don't I don't see the need for you know sitting on the cell phone texting all the time, playing vi- you know uh, videos and and whatever it might be. Like I just dude save that stuff like be a kid save that stuff for when you get older and you're bored at work and you're staring at yeah, your cell that's phone you, you, know? do it. you do it at work <laughs> exactly so let me ask you something now that she has a phone what kind of privacy settings parental controls do you have oh, so she this is beautiful she is on our plan obviously and she's connected to the same um itunes account or whatever as my wife so any text message that goes through her phone goes to my wife as well. So she knows better than to let me see it because I think I'm a little <laughs> too um, maybe hard on her with it. But my wife can monitor every text message that goes in and out, every phone call that comes in and out. And there's nothing that doesn't go unnoticed with, with what she's doing. So now, any text message that goes out, you, you can see what it says. Yeah, more so get, comes in, comes which in. is what okay. I'm worried about. Okay. Um, I had to intercept the phone a couple times. Some, you know, some kids in the group chat saying the wrong thing. I had to pop on there like the old dad and say, "Hey, <laughs> she's 11 years old. You need to watch your mouth and don't text her anymore." And she didn't care too much for that. But dude, that's where we're at. And and guess what? I'm going to be that way until she turns 18. So. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, prepare for it. <laughs> you know, so that's where I'm at with the whole cell phone thing. Use it in emergencies. I know, you know, uh, she, and that's the other thing too. Like, if if all her friends have the TikTok and the Snapchat and the stuff, and she doesn't have it, then I hear crap from her about that. Oh well, so and so had it, and it's a lot different than. You know, I used to get a backhand like, oh, if I would if I would say somebody else had something that I, my parents used to well, then go live with them, you know, and that's that's the way it used to be. And I'm like, well, shit, they got a bad dog. I don't want to go live with them. Like, so kids are smart now. They know that we can't send them away. But um, so know. serious question. Do you know what TikTok is? So it's like a, I'm, it's, I, I'm under the impression it's like a vine, a vine type app where it's like six or seven second short videos that the kids can make is it not i don't know that's the that's the one i like i know snap it's and, like the I don't it's know the most popular TikTok. one now yeah i don't know what it does yeah so they they record like six or seven second videos of like dances and funny stuff 
I don't know. Maybe somebody can enlighten us what TikTok is, but I think that's what it is. So it's kind of like Snapchat. Um, I, I yeah, I, I think mean. so. Okay. I think so. But she definitely doesn't have Snapchat. I haven't even been on Snapchat in years. Like I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Know. I just. I'm on Facebook. I'm active on Twitter and Instagram every now and then. I post maybe once every couple months on Instagram. That's about it. And, you know, my social media presence is rapidly declining as I get older. So anyway. All right. So we're going to continue the conversation about, you know, nostalgia here. And, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, things that when we were when, how it was when we were kids. Um, one thing that's changed a lot is, is the restaurant game, Mark. And uh, it's not a Mount Rushmore segment because we're going to do a Mount Rushmore segment here coming up with uh, favorite, you know, childhood TV shows, kind of TV shows that kind of molded us. Um, but let's talk a little bit about restaurants, Mark. And what are some restaurants that were around, you know, when you were a kid that aren't necessarily around anymore and you kind of kind of miss them and wish they were coming back? Um, it's a really good question. Um, I'm, I'm a big chain, uh, food guy. So I like, I like my chain restaurants. I remember we used to go to, do you remember the ground round? Mm-hmm. So we used to go to the ground round. I think there, there was one, uh, a little bit, a little bit from here. And then there was another one that opened up maybe like five minutes from the house. So we would go to the ground round. Um, I remember in the local mall there, there was a Roy Rogers, that was one of mine, too. So that was really I used good. to love Roy Rogers, man. That double R burger. We don't have them anymore. And I know that they are, you know, for people listening all over the country, people still have Roy Rogers, Mark. We just don't have them anymore. Well, you got them, all, you got them on the uh Yeah, on the, the turnpikes. turnpikes. Yeah, that's exits. about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? Uh, oh, what else is there? McDonald's was always a big one for me. Like, even, I know McDonald's is around today, but, like, Dude, I just remember my mom taking me to McDonald's when I was a little kid. And, dude, I was like the happiest kid in the world when I would have McDonald's. I would get a number two. And at the time, it was two single cheeseburgers. And um, You still remember the order? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and it was two single cheeseburgers, a, a fry, and a drink, man. And uh, I used to love those onions, and I still do, man. McDonald's has got those little tiny onions, and I love them. And, uh, and not the ones that are on the quarter pounder. I'm talking about... The ones that are on the cheeseburgers. So, speaking of McDonald's, so I remember. Obviously, I love McDonald's, but um, I played soccer as a kid. I played soccer for two years and one practice. <laughs> After that, that 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 third year, that first practice, I said, "This is this is dumb. I don't want to play soccer anymore." But as a way to get me to continue to play soccer is after games on, uh, what were they, Saturdays, we would always go to McDonald's afterwards and get a Happy Meal. That's how uh, that's how I kept playing soccer because I knew I, I knew that Happy Meal was coming. <laughs> that's so a good like, story. All right, so I'm, go- I'm going to keep playing because I knew that the nuggets and the fries, <laughs> you know, they, they were, they were, they were going to keep coming my way with the toys. Yeah. Finally, you couldn't take soccer anymore. You said I had enough of this. I just, it just wasn't for me. Like I just, I know it's popular in some places, but like scores like one to nothing. There's a lot of running. Like yeah. that's just, that's just it's not a, something. It's I'm a lot of work in. for not a lot of payoff. I guess. Yeah. This is. But uh. Yeah, that's not it's not for me. They say they say like every kid plays soccer at some point. I'm one of the kids who 
has never played soccer. So you never played soccer? No, really? not one time in my life did I. Well, other than gym class and stuff, but I never played organized soccer. See, I have a feeling that that's the first sport my son's gonna play because, like, you don't. You just have to be able to stand up <laughs> and like move. Yes, and, and you can play. So I feel like that's that's kind of the starter for everybody. Going back to uh, to restaurants here for a second. You remember Fuddruckers? Oh, Fuddruckers! Dude, I used yeah. to love Fuddruckers, man. Fuddruckers had the best burger. Fuddruckers had the pickle bar where you could go. You could get as many pickles as you want. I would get the pickles. I would get the hot cheddar cheese. I would dip the pickles in the cheddar cheese. Uh, man, Fuddruckers was a was a good place and. I think they still have them around, but they don't have them around us anymore. No. And the other one for me was, uh, you remember Ponderosa? I do remember the Ponderosa. Ponderosa was awesome. And I believe that's another one that's still around. It's just not around for us anymore. And Ponderosa was like a, it was a big buffet. And it probably was never even that good. But when I was, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, man, it was delicious to me. So, uh, just something, just places that I remember eating, you know, when I was a kid and, and places that I wish that we could still go to at some point, but you know, such is life and we move on and now we got Chipotle and Chick-fil-A and all those other fun things. So, um, I think now, you know, talking about all this childhood nostalgia and, and all, you know, we're getting into our, uh, to our Mount Rushmore segment here. I think now will be a good time to to phone in our buddy Dave. What do you think, Mark? I would love to hear from Dave. You know, Dave, fun fact, was the best man at both of our weddings. That is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. I didn't even know that. It didn't yeah. come to my mind. I mean, I yeah. knew it, but it's not something I ever thought about. Dave is going to have a ton of insight to Two Board Dads. While we're getting Dave all lined up here, uh, I just want to make sure you guys go on and like us on Facebook at Two Board Dads. Follow us, subscribe, rate our podcast on all major platforms, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, soon to be on Apple uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Um, as always, if you want to be a part of the show, uh, shoot us an email. We've got some great um, fan interaction tonight. Shoot us an email. Two board dads at gmail.com. Uh, again, two board dads at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of the show, get your name out there, uh, get some airtime. We'll talk about, you know, whatever it is you want to talk about. Uh, we're going to, we're going to go to Dave here in a second. Hey Dave, you on? Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks buddy. How you doing? Good. What better way can you spend to think of your birthday? Uh, other than being with us here on the two board dads podcast. Um, is that, is that a serious question? (laughs) There's not many more ways. No, I'm kidding you guys. Of course I want to be on here. I'm excited. Yeah. It's my birthday and I want to spend it with my boys. (laughs) Well, that's what we're doing, Dave. And, uh, you know, rightfully so the, the episode that we're recording right now is titled nostalgia. All right. We've been talking, we've been talking earlier about, uh, some of our childhood favorites, some restaurants, um, some TV shows that we're going to dive into Mount Rushmore here in a second, but just touch on it a little bit, Dave, uh, you know, before we get into our Mount Rushmore segment, what are some of your, uh, favorite childhood memories with maybe with Mark over here or something like that? Anything stand out to you? Um, 
I will say when we were younger, we used to play in um, GVAA. So that's Gibbs Rover. He's athletic association baseball. Yeah. And um, for those who don't know, and Mark was always like this feared pitcher. Like everyone, no one wanted to face Mark because Mark had all these no hitters, perfect games and I was the, I was all the these things. And then, you know, I just went three for three off him with a double, no big deal. So <laughs> well, what, what, about mean, just, fir- what about the first game? Mark, we don't talk about, we're talking didn't about you go the over game. Three with three strikeouts? That didn't, that what? Mark, yeah. you're being, you're being, <laughs> you're being crazy. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, I went three for three with a double. Wow. Oh, boy, that's, I mean, that's impressive. You know? And I like- even I even had his coach come up to me after the game and say, wow, no one has ever done that to Mark. Sounds so, like Mark's got a rag arm if you ask me, but well, I, I mean, we won't, I mean, I didn't say that you did. So <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Dave, Dave, we're talking What's about, uh, we were talking about some, uh, you know, how about just how, how it was different, you know, when we were kids growing up, we were always outside, man. And now it that seems to be less and less more common uh, kids playing outside. Do you think it's more of a, oh, a safety terrible. issue? Do you think it's because of technology or why do you, why do you think, um, you know, there's a lack of, of outdoor activities with kids today? I think it's video games. Like they're more evolved now. So it's like, that's all they want to do. I remember when me and Mark were growing up, man, we would be out on our bikes every day. Um, I mean, every single day we'd go out for a bike ride and just hang out talking or, you know, go play basketball or something like play football, like, you know, sandlot football, like something every day we would always be active. And now I feel like they just all want to go online and play, you know, call of duty. You know, that's, that's really it where it is now. It's a shame. No, it is. It is a shame. Um, we're going to, we're going to move forward here. Um, we're going to head right into our Mount Rushmore segment. Uh, our first Mount Rushmore segment of the day. And, you know, we'll have more than one, um, first Mount Rushmore segment that we're going to dive into is uh, favorite childhood TV shows. Again, this episode is titled Nostalgia. We're talking about shows that we grew up on when we were kids. The way we'll do it, Dave, um, you know, we'll go one one by one uh, between okay. you and Mark. But before we do that, I'm going to I'm going to announce some. We had some fans uh, send in emails uh, with their favorite childhood TV shows. Um, and we'll hit those first and then we'll kind of dive into ours and, and anything that you guys want to chime in with, uh, as you hear these fan, uh, votes, feel free to do so. First one comes from, uh, first one comes from Lee in a really big mansion in Westchester. So this is the second week in a row that Lee (laughs) has written into the show. He's so rich. He's so rich. (laughs) He's so rich. Uh, Apparently he's a big fan of the show, but Lee from a... From a big mansion in Westchester writes in his four shows. Number okay. one, Friends. Number two, Seinfeld. Number okay. three, The Simpsons. And number four was mid-90s Saturday Night Live. So he's not saying hmm. the new Saturday Night Live. He's saying mid-90s Saturday Night Live. I think okay. it's a pretty, you know, pretty solid list. You guys are a little bit older than me. I think it's pretty standard for um, the year – and the correlation there. Who would, was would mid nineties? Was that like Chris Rock? Mid nineties Saturday Night Live was Chris yeah. Farley, uh, Adam Sandler. Sandler, yeah. Will, I think Will Ferrell was in there, or maybe he was a little bit later. I think he was maybe been a little bit later, but I think like that's like Sandler. I think maybe even Chris Rock was Chris yeah. Rock. On that? Yeah, that's what Mark just yeah. said. Chris Rock. I think yeah. he was, but dude, they okay. were funny back then, man. And some of those best of Saturday Night Live skits um, with with those uh, with those actors were were pretty awesome. He sends in a couple honorable mentions, ER and the X Files. Uh, well, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> okay. What kind of childhood did you have, Lee? <laughs> See, we're going to try and be nice to all of our guests here he's, on Zoom Board. He's just a kid watching ER next week. Yeah, he's just a kid watching ER. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Uh, we're going to move on here. Terry from Gatlinburg, Tennessee, all the way down the Great Smoky Mountains, writes in uh, Brady Bunch, Mash, That's a good one. Oh. Gilligan's Island, Oh, and I the, love yeah, and the Rockford Files, and it's safe to say that I've never really seen any of those, <laughs> but I'm sure they were great. Thank you for writing in, Terry from Gatlinburg, Tennessee. You never saw like, Gilligan's Island? I've seen, How have you never seen Gilligan? They, that's on listen, repeat constantly. I've I know what Gilligan's Island is. I've never seen an episode of it. Did they get off the island? Uh, Wasn't there an eat? episode where they did? Probably. Like at the at the very end, yeah. Like where they were saved. I would assume that's how it ends, right? I would assume. I think I no. I think it was a dream, like oh. kind of like Lost. I thought it was a dream. No, I don't know because I remember people being very disappointed. Maybe somebody can tell us because I I don't remember. I, I remember them getting off though. I do remember them getting off the island. Well, I imagine that Terry from Gatlinburg will be able to tell us since it was one of her favorite shows. It, it uh, was a great. It was a great. Show. It was a great show. I never even heard of the Rockford Files, but anyway, moving on. Our last one. Chris from New York writes in. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, I love Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I used to love that show. I, I love that, that show. The Wonder Years. That was a good show. I love. I still watch The Wonder Years. Like on, I think it's on Hulu right now. I watch it and uh, I make my daughter watch it. She doesn't enjoy it as much as I do. But dude, I hated The Wonder Years like while it was going on because I just it was filmed in that old school camera style, like in the seventies and stuff. I just didn't like it, but I, I enjoy it now. Um, the monsters, which I never really got into. Okay. Yeah. And, that's a little, I don't remember that. Yeah. And the three stooges. So Chris okay. from New York is kind of got the eclectic mix going on. Uh, okay. used to, again, I, I kind of came back around to the wonder years. Wasn't a big fan back then, but uh, I appreciate you writing in anyway. So Dave and Mark, we're going to, we'll go one by one here. Uh, Dave could start. Dave, tell us your first show and talk a little bit about what it means to you. Okay, so my first show actually kind of agrees with Lee. Um, he picked in there uh, The Simpsons would mm-hmm. be my one. I watched The Simpsons growing up all the time. Yeah. And so that, I think that, if, that, if, if that was one show that I knew that you were going to pick, it would have been The Simpsons. Yeah, so. absolutely. absolutely. I used to yeah. watch – I mean, I used to look forward to it every Sunday, like the new episodes and stuff like that, so – Dude, for, I love for, for them to be able to, to keep going as long as they are and yeah. to keep, you know, have the following that they have still, it's, I don't know if there's been another show to like it, you know, honestly. absolutely. Um, I, yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, I look at it though, like probably when, when I was watching it though, I probably shouldn't have been because like Simpsons were very controversial in like the early nineties. So, I mean, I was only like, you know, eight, sure. but now looking I, at it, like, yeah, it, it's I, still, I mean, it was still, I love the show. When I was a kid, I was actually not allowed to watch The Simpsons. I, I figured I, I was. I wasn't <laughs> going to say that, Mark, but I, I was like, I kind of think you weren't allowed to. My mom would not let me watch The Simpsons. I don't. Bl- I don't blame her because you know what? Like some of it's very little edgy, and I won't even let my nine-year-old sometimes watch some of that stuff. So I understand. I think um, Family wait Guy. Till you, wait, is, till you, fa- wait till you hear some of the other ones I watch. Well, Family <laughs> Guy is like too over the top. I think. Oh, absolutely. Kids, yeah. Yeah, I won't even let him go near. I won't let him near that or South Park. Yeah. All right, Mark. Yeah. What's your first one? So, my first one is my favorite show of all time, which is Friends. Yeah, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. No, it's um, not. 
nobody here. I mean, Mark watched, owns every every season. He owns DVDs. I own all every one. season. Yeah, I didn't really get into it for. It was, I think it, it was probably a couple of years after it was on the air until I got into it, and then I just like started binging it. I just I don't know. It's it's hilarious. It's one of those shows that I feel like you could turn on at any time. And just you can. it's mindless television. You don't have to pay attention to it if it's on in the background. Uh, it's good, and, and you're cool with it. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. Well, no. I, <laughs> now that I currently have some free time, I typically watch it from 10 a.m. until about 4 p.m. <laughs> I've, I've, never, I've never been a friend. I've never been a Friends fan. Never. Yeah. I, I wasn't until I got older, and I'm when I say older, I mean within the last five years. Yeah, uh, I do. I do enjoy it now. My favorite show growing up, uh, no surprise to either of you two, but maybe a surprise to some of the people out there that don't know this about me. Diehard Boy Meets World fan. Mm-hmm. I have every episode on DVD. I still cry at the last episode um, when Mr. Feeney tells them that class dismissed. Uh, it, it was just one of my great shows growing up. As a kid, I would watch it every Friday night and, you know, just I enjoy watching it today. So it was funny because my daughter watched Girl Meets World, so I got to kind of see it come full circle. And then we went back and watched uh, every episode of, of Boy Meets World. So, I what's your that. official take on Sean Hunter? <laughs> I think he's just misunderstood. <laughs> All right, I know, I know, you kind of you 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 categorize him as a little bit of a loner, but that's okay. And especially in today's society, you know, we got to embrace everybody. And and Sean was just misunderstood, and he was always trying to find his dad and his mom and uh i feel bad for the kid but i do feel like i do feel like we added this segment mark just for andrew so he could have boy meets world well 100 percent. yeah so yeah that's how i feel yeah i would just, so just so you could listen, talk about it listen i would have gotten boy meets world on here at some point or another right way so dave number two for you go so my number two it was kind of a toss-up for me between two and three but i'm going to say full house for number two a good one i like full house i love full house yeah mark you so if we're going in particular order full house was also my number two okay okay and, so, it, and full house is very family oriented too so it's you know like everybody kind of watched it as a kid i feel like yeah you know, I, I and i agree and i think uh you know i like the older years of full house more than i like the newer one or uh i'm sorry i like the newer ones more than i like the older ones so okay um, you know, as they get a little bit older, I think the show got a little bit better, in my opinion. Did but, you? And they watch, got Fuller House now. Yeah, they got did Fuller, you watch House. Fuller House. Yeah, never got into it. That's okay. I know, I know it's on Netflix, and it was a big nostalgia. See what I did there? It was a big nostalgia for every, you know, all the fans. But I never really got into it. But um, agreed. My second, my second show, um, a little bit off the wall, was Monday Night Raw. Um, uh, I don't know if it counts. I think it does count, but I just, you know, I remember watching every Monday night, man, was was pro wrestling and, and growing up and watching it with my dad. And we would drive home from, from football practice and he would stop it at the deli that my mom worked at and he would get a pack of uh, Tasty Cake cupcakes and he would eat, sit there and eat the whole friggin' pack. And I would get one cupcake or one pack of cupcakes and we would just sit there and watch uh, Monday Night Raw. And I, you know... I think that's that a good. A it's part. a good pick. That's I, a good. I, it's it's just not something that would pop in my head thinking TV shows, but I I, 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 I can I can get on I think, board with that. Yeah, you grew up on Monday Night Raw. I think me and Dave grew up on like WWE superstars. Yeah. On Saturday mornings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep. 
you're you guys are you're the big bad wolf, I guess. Uh, Dave, <laughs> what about number three? So number three is probably another show that I shouldn't have been watching now that I look back at it, but I loved it. Was Married with Children. <laughs> Dude, that's a good loved one. I loved Married with Children. But I look at it now, and again, it's funny because I'm kind of like, eh, should I have been watching this? Yeah, I, <laughs> and I don't think – I, I was surprised that it's still allowed to be on television. For I, as, there's, as, stuff, uh, there's stuff, there's jokes in there that, like, you know, obviously I wouldn't pick up as, like, a 10-year-old where I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, when, when Al Bundy tells a woman in the shoe store that he, he'll, he'll run out of gas trying to drive around her waistline uh, – <laughs> It's it's not really something that you should be talking about in today. No, no. Mark, how about you? What's your next one? So I went with South Park. It's, okay. it's been on for so long, and I feel like I've been watching it since I was probably just going into high school, which mm-hmm. was a long time ago. But um, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I just I've always been into it. I I still watch it. I, I don't think it's nearly as good as it used to be. No, not at all. But. Well, I, st- I still watch it. It's good. Yeah, I never got into it. Uh, I tried numerous times. Um, it's just, I don't know. I can never get into it. My third show is Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, I think that was a great okay. show on, on SNCC on Saturday nights, man, when I'm a little kid. And and some of those episodes were friggin' scary, man. Like, yeah. legitimately scary for a six, seven, eight-year-old kid to be watching uh, on a Saturday <laughs> night. Like... <laughs> And even when I was like 31, like I still watching those and getting scared. Uh, I, I enjoyed that show. I actually think they're making a comeback. I don't know if that's true or not. Kind of like uh, how Goosebumps was too. Remember yeah. Goosebumps, Mark? I remember the books, which which is weird because I don't. Read there was the, the show too. I don't, remember, I don't remember the show. Yeah, it was on Fox. Yeah, that was scary. It was scary. Yeah. So, Dave, last Mount Rushmore TV show. What is it? Big nostalgia. One of the first, my first loves, Kelly Kapowski, Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah, that's a good Loved Saved by the Bell. And I used to watch from, like, when they were all the way young, and then it was Saved by the Bell college years. I used to love the college years. Oh, I love that show. And it's not, don't get me wrong, it's not a well-written show. (laughs) No. But I loved Saved by the Bell. Who was your favorite character? No, Kelly. I love Kelly. (laughs) I love Kelly. Like I said, she was one of my first crushes. Her and Jennifer Love Hewitt were... My two crushes growing up. I think my favorite episode of Saved by the Bell was the episode where that guy comes in to film that anti-drug commercial. (laughs) (laughs) They take him, they take him to a party at his house, and they're all smoking weed at the party. And 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 Zach's like, "What's this, dude?" He's like, "Just a little dope." (laughs) But I will say, do you know who my favorite character was besides being, you know, Kelly? And it kind of doesn't get a lot of play. Mr. Rod, Belding. Oh, uh, I was going to say Rod Belding. Rod Belding, Mr. Belding's brother. I love, <laughs> yes, I do remember him too. <laughs> Dude, there's a documentary out there on YouTube somewhere, like the documentary of Rod Belding, and it's like, it, it's a spoof parody, and it's hilarious, man. He takes some, he takes some, uh, white, water ramp, white water rafted. Yeah. <laughs> he was the cool, yeah, remember he was like the cool brother, like, and yeah. like, you know, Mr. And then, he ghost, and then he ghosted all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting there waiting to go white water ramp and Rod Belding never shows up. What a great show. Mr. Belding's <laughs> in his office yelling at him on the phone. <laughs> it's great. Mark, what's your last one? So not surprising that me and Dave agree on most things is I also picked Saved by the Bell. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, no. But I just. Why, why, the thing, why the thing did you pick by, it? 
I don't know. It was, I just felt like it was one of those things that I was, I don't know. I just, I related. It wasn't a good show. It wasn't well written. It was just good. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. They were good at everything. Like Zach was the, the heartthrob and the track star, and somehow he could play guitar. Yeah, and, and they, they had, had a, a band. Hell of a rock band. And remember when they wanted to put oil fields in in the school, and yes. they fought against it, and they saved the environment. Oh God, there's, yeah, there's, I remember. There was that. Nothing just they some, couldn't do. Some great humanitarians yeah. is what the yeah. what the Bayside Tigers were. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's a great show. I mean, and my my last Fair one on. is a my my last one's a little off the wall, and it. It's like I said, nostalgia um, takes me back to staying home sick from school more than once. I used to do that when I was a kid um, and watching sick, it on TV. Right? Yeah, you were Quota, sick. I'm, I'm, putting up, <laughs> I'm putting up air quotes right now on, for the Potterverse. Uh, the Price is Right. I used to watch The Price is Right religiously uh, when I was home, and it's just kind of something that sticks out to me. You know, staying home, watching my mom or watching my grandparents' house. Used to love Bob Barker and all the Bob all the, Barker, all the pricing games. Uh, what was it, Slink or Blingo or Blinko or Slinko or whatever? It's one of those games, and it was just it was just fun for me. But I admit yeah. it was a it was a pretty crappy response for a fourth for a fourth uh, show. But I couldn't think of anything else. So. I got an honorable mention though that I used to love that Mark maybe might remember too Ooh. if you watched it. What was that? American Gladiators. Oh, that was such a good show. Yeah. Turbo and Nitro and oh, I Blade. love that show Thunder, so much. Yep. Gemini. That love was a that good show. show. Yeah. Laser. I remember Laser. I would I would set up uh American Gladiator like obstacle courses in my backyard as a kid. Dude, it was a good show. I, I always enjoyed watching, but uh that's some great stuff there, guys. Uh that'll wrap it up for the first Mount Rushmore segment. We're up against it. Um we're not going to rush, but we're kind of going to rush a little bit. Uh, we're going to switch gears here. Currently, the end of February, football just ended. Uh, Dave, Mark, have you guys been able to catch any of the XFL so far? If you have, do you like what you've seen? Uh, is it a good uh, – is it wet in your palate to kind of keep football in your lives or no? I watched a little bit of it. I've watched clips of it here and there. And, and trying to watch it, sometimes I feel like it's – it is what it is. I mean, it's football, but it's not great football. Like they're not good. Like they're not, they're not what you're used to because you're so used to the NFL. It's just like, it's so, it's like, looks like sometimes it's painful to score points. Basically. (laughs) I I did learn to play the under a lot in those games. (laughs) It's just, just, it's it's just bad sometimes to, to, to watch. The thing, the thing to me is like, everybody always complains like, Oh, we don't have football. We don't have football. And now you do have football and it's on, it's not like it's on, you know, some random network. You got it on Fox. You got it on uh, ESPN. It's football right in front of your face. And, you know, people aren't really watching, but I mean, I guess I was reading something today that they are kind of watching. Why do you, do you think it's a, do you think it's a problem because it's not the major leagues and it's looked at as a minor league or, or what do you think? I think so, but I think I, I like I like the I like the Arena League more. Honestly, like to me, it was more interesting to watch. I think I don't I don't know how the the XFL is going to last. I really don't. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking the same thing. So I think with the XFL, it's almost like a carbon copy of the NFL, where it's like the NFL season just ended. Now I'm watching this same hundred yards, you know, same stadium. It's just it's the same outdoor game. 
So right. I like for me, I need a little bit of a break from that outdoor game and mm-hmm. not talking up the arena league, but I think that was different where yeah, exactly. it wasn't yeah, an outdoor right. league. It was indoors. It was you're a right. set of rules. I just think I need a break from that traditional outdoor football between the months of February and I would say at least May or June. I right. Because you have the NFL, you have college football. It just, I feels like, it feels like a watered down NFL to me. Yeah, yeah I get it. And it's it just, I enjoyed watching. I watched at least one game all three weekends. And for one reason or another, I enjoy it. Primarily, it's given me another uh, outlet of, of sports betting, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Uh, you know, it makes the games a little bit more fun to watch. And I'm okay with that. And like I said, from what I hear, uh, they got financial backing for two seasons. And the ratings have been relatively good and holding steady, which is okay. a good sign. But, uh, you know, time will tell, you know, how long this thing's going to last and uh, I don't know if you guys saw anything from this past weekend, but I guess the St. Louis team had their first home game and dude, that stadium was packed. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't filled to the top, but that whole bottom section was, was packed. So uh, it's a good sign and who knows if, if, if it'll keep up or not. Um, just kind of moving on and, and comparing it to, you know, the current state of the NFL. I mean, is, do you guys think the NFL right now is at an all time high? Do you think it's, do you think it's dwindling? Do you think I, I guess NBA has never been hotter than it is right now? Do you think the NBA is a real competitor for for the NFL? What do you guys think about that? Um, I, I mean, the NFL is honestly, I feel like it's it's not at its it's at its highest, but I feel like it's teetering. Like it could be on its way down now because I feel like people. This is why the XFL, I mean, came around because people are getting tired of kind of like the calls and like, you know, like it's getting to the point now where I mean, they might as well play flag football. So it's like, I think people are kind of getting tired of it, but they still love it, but yeah. it's, it's, it's teetering. And the thing is, is like, yeah, the NBA, man, the NBA has been picking up um, MLB after this whole thing with, with the Astros is going to, is going to hurt them. So we'll see how that goes. But I still think NFL is top dog. I, I do too. And I, but I do think, you know, and you touched on it uh, about the penalties and the time it's taking to, uh, watch replays and all this stuff. Um, Dave, I just want to preface this with, uh, we haven't heard from Mark because he's captivated by the women wrestling right now on Monday night raw. Uh, he, he won't, he, he's, his eyes are locked to the TV. I think I lost them here, but it's Shayna Baszler. Yeah. I don't know. Who that, but Mark, anyway. Mark, Mark and his Mark and his wrestling. Yeah. Mark, Mark and his women wrestling. That's, that's more like it. But, uh, but yeah, I think with the you know with the amount of penalties and instant it's slowing down the game, it, it, it is, and it made the games. Some of these games this year, man, it made it tougher to watch. Honestly, I'm like, it's painful, and that's why God bless the uh, the Red Zone Channel. To be honest, like, I don't know what I would do if I had to sit through an entire football game and just commercials and and, and some of the call and some of the calls in the NFL now, especially since sports gambling has become so prevalent in this country. It's like some of the calls you're just kind of like, hmm, that's a little fishy, you know? And like, I've yeah. always kind of felt like that way with, with refs and stuff like that. And it's just like, uh, it, it makes you kind of have this unsettling feeling like what's going on with some of these flags and like, kind of like when they can throw a flag whenever they want, you know, yeah. like, all, like they said, how you can call holding every play, you know, it kind of gets annoying. I just look back to the saints, to, this, to the miss saints. Oh call. God, that was, yeah, mar- I mean, that was year, so and horrible. This, and this year, you know, yeah. you put that, you put that new pass interference uh, replay rule in effect for this team, and then you don't use it at the end of the season. So, yep. Um, 
Mark, do you have anything to add here? It's a lot of penalties. It's a lot of penalties. Mark is great. Great great insight, Mark. It's a lot of penalties. Great insight. Dynamite drop in there. (laughs) (laughs) What's that from? Dodgeball? Yeah. Mark's our our cotton. (laughs) (laughs) We're moving on, man. We're moving on here. I know you're a big Cowboys fan. Uh, Talk a little bit about the situation that the Cowboys are in, Dave what you think their chances are like next year. And I want to know the pressing question. If you had to pick Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz to lead your team, who are you picking? Well, first Dallas, you know, we'll see what they do with Dak. My problem with him is they're saying, you know, it's kind of back and forth where, you know, he's commanding, like he's demanding $40 million a year, which I hear he's saying that he's not, I think it's more guaranteed money, but you know, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't, be that upset if they let him walk and become a free agent if he wants that kind of money or tag him or something. But I would not give him 40 a year. Um, the thing is, is that he's a gamer though. And I, and that's the one thing I like about him. He's not, you know, the, the most talented quarterback in the world, but you know, I think Mark said this has said this many times where it's like a winner is a winner. And I think Dak is a winner. He's a gamer. And I think he has that all over Carson Wentz where Carson Wentz, I think has the arm talent has the talent, but I just think Dak is just, if, if I'm in the trenches and I, and I'm going to win a game, I'd rather have Dak Prescott than, than Wentz. I just feel like you, he, he can, he's a motivator. He's a leader. Like that's the guy I want. I, I don't want, I don't want Wentz. Mark. And I know you got strong opinions about this here to talk a little bit about, about your side of it. So if you want to hear an interesting t- statistic, what do you think, like, what are the most important stats for a quarterback? Like, take, take wins out. Like, what do you think the most important stats are? Uh, completion percentage? Bam! Guess who has the fourth best completion percentage of all time? Who? Dak Prescott. And that's not, yeah, and they, but you'll have people that'll argue and say that it's because he dumps off and, you know, like, like check down. But it's not true. If you actually look at his average um, pass, like thrown, like yards, like he's yeah. up there too. It's in like the top 10. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually not true where it's like, he's not, you know, that dunking off to the, the running back thing. Like, no, like he's his average pass, I think is in the top 10 too. Yeah. So for me, it's not, it's like, it's not because of my allegiance or, or things that I don't like, but I just, when Carson Wentz does something that warrants recognition, like, let me know. But, but until <laughs> and, and, then. Right. And, and that's the thing is like, you know, the Eagles fans who, you know, are what they are. They, it's like, the thing is, is that Carson Wentz, like, yes, this year you want to talk about what he did with nothing, but the NFC East was kind of sad as it was with him yeah. and Dallas, like, you know, all the talent in the world, they just had horrible coaching. Garrett was terrible, needed to go. You know, they, they didn't, they, they want, they were the best of the worst and that's how they got in the playoffs. And then they got smoked and then they got smoked by, you know, Seattle. So it's kind of like, you you know, but, but they'll, they'll hold up, you know, say, no, that this is it. This is Wentz doing this thing. No. And that's the way I never understood the amount of hate that Donovan McNabb got because Donovan McNabb did so much for that team. Like he really did. Like I have all the respect in the world for that guy. Dave, it's only an hour-long show. Um, we can't get Mark started about Donovan McNabb right now. So we'll have, a, we'll have our own episode just for Donovan, all right? And maybe he'll listen to it because I know he's a pretty bored dad right now. Um, <laughs> last thing here before we hop into our next and final 
um, Mount Rushmore segment. Just a quick tidbit, man. Where do you guys think Tom Brady winds up? I think it'll be incredibly weird to see him in a different color jersey next year. So, I mean, I actually have heard rumors about him going to, to Dallas because Dallas is, they said they may be interested in him if it doesn't work out with Dak, but I don't think he'll end up there. I think he ends up, um, honestly, I think he ends up in the char- on the Chargers. Ooh, that's a good pick. I think he leaves. I really, I, really Rivers want is him out. to go somewhere else. Rivers is out, though. So I, I think that's going to be Brady's spot. I think he ends up back in New England. I want him somewhere else, but I just, I just, mm. I just, don't think that Kraft is going to let him go. Yeah, I think I do think he ends up back in um, in New England as well. I would like to see him somewhere else, but dude, I mean, you got what two or three years left? They're not going to let him walk. I mean, they're going to you. You played for twenty years there in the same spot. Just finish it out, you know. And um, I think that that's gonna, I think that's going to be the case. Kraft has to think long term though, because Belichick's the one that's going to be around long. So if Belichick wants to move on, yeah. you got to think about it. You know what I mean? Tom's got maybe one, two years left, maybe. Yeah, I, I think two. But, uh, yeah, is he going to go somewhere, you know, or does he go to a team that like Dallas who wants to win now and and, yeah. and, and, and go there for one year? So we'll see. Um, we're moving on here. We're up against time. We're going into our next Mount Rushmore topic, which is Mount Rushmore topics of – NFL or uh, Mount Rushmore players, NFL players um, that we have watched. All right. So we're not talking about of all time. We're talking about in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's hear from some of the fans first. Uh, Lee from a big mansion in Westchester writes in <laughs> his, his number one is Tom Brady. Uh, his number two is Jerry Rice. Mm. Number three is Emmett Smith. Mm. Number four is is Peyton Manning. And that's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's solid. It's solid. I, I don't know if I was expecting Manning to be in there, uh, but I guess. Uh, I'll tell you, regular season quarterback, man, Manning, look yeah. at the, look at the numbers. That, that He's probably one of the best, if not the best regular season quarterback ever. So Lee did defend his, uh, his <laughs> comments here with. Of course he did. It's, inc- it's incredibly difficult to come up with four. <laughs> Brady is, is the GOAT. Jerry Rice is the best wide receiver, the greatest wide receiver of all time and has three rings. Mm-hmm. Emmett being the all-time leading rusher and three rings. And Peyton for his stats and his two rings. So thank you, Lee, uh, from Westchester for writing that one in. Huh. Um, we got another one here. Jeff from the Tuesday Aftermath podcast in Nashport. Thanks for writing in, Jeff. Uh, he writes in Barry Sanders. He Very writes fun. in London Fletcher. Okay. Okay. So I I had a I had a little hiccup with this one too, but he justifies it, and I'll read that in a second. He had Jerry Rice and he had John Elway. Four solid picks. Okay. Four solid picks. Here you go. You're you might be thinking, London Fletcher. Uh, you know, what's this guy talking about? But here's how he said London Fletcher played 16 games for 16 straight years as an NFL linebacker. Never missed Iron a Man. game. Iron, Iron Man. Man. Okay. So I, you know, I give him his credit. He knows his stuff. That's Jeff from the Tuesday Aftermath podcast in Nashport, Iowa. Thanks for writing okay. in, Jeff. Uh, and lastly, 
Uh, before we get to ours, Terry from Gatlinburg writes in, Walter Payton, Brett Favre, and I know she's a huge Brett Favre fan, Jack Dempsey, and Joe Montana. Mm. Interesting pick with the kicker with the half a foot. Don't know how he makes Mount Rushmore, but, uh, you know, such is life. I love Joe Montana. Yeah. Obviously, Walter Payton. And I used to love watching Favre play, man. But, um, you know, let's uh, – Let's let's take a look at what, I will say, what you guys. I will say yeah. I will say hot take on this though. I think that Jerry Rice is overrated. Overrated. I, have a, I do think he is. Yes, I think that for me, having Steve Young and Joe Montana, and then even Rich Gannon at the end for a year, like he's had some great quarterbacks thrown to him, like all time quarterbacks thrown to him. Yeah, just my opinion on it. Just I mean, my opinion. I mean, I know the numbers are there. Don't get me wrong, but it's like it's kind of like are the numbers there because of who's throwing to you, or I don't know. I mean, yeah. Same thing with Emmett Smith. I love Emmett Smith. You know, I'm a Dallas fan. I love Emmett, but man, he had everything around him. Sure, makes it a lot easier. You're gonna piss a lot of people off with that comment, but uh, <laughs> we're going into our our own um, Mount Rushmore here. We'll go one by one like we did again last time. Dave, you're the guest. You're the birthday boy. You started off. Who's your number one? My number one, Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I, he's the goat. To me, he's the yeah. goat. <clears throat> it's tough to to argue with that. So, um, Mark, what about you? So, for my list, I'm keeping it true to myself. These are all guys Uh-oh. that my my guess is is Dave can attest to that at some point in my life I have said are the best. That's scary. So, in no particular order, quarterback Steve Young. I love Steve Young. So these are all guys for, for the eye test for me. Steve Young is the best quarterback I have ever watched play. Between his accuracy, um, his, his scrambling ability, his winning percentage, if he didn't run into those Cowboys in the early 90s every year, he'd probably have four Super Bowls. Like four mm-hmm. Super Bowls. Yeah. So Steve Young Agreed. is the best quarterback I've ever watched play. No, I used to love watching Steve Young play. And he kind of – I think he kind of reinvented the game. And he was, he was ahead of – you know, ahead of the curve when it came to mobile quarterbacks, man. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I think he was great. Uh, my first uh, number one player is Barry Sanders. I, I think, love Barry. Um, there was never a more fun guy to watch. Other, uh, you know, talk maybe Patrick Mahomes right now is is, fun, is as fun to watch. But watching Barry Sanders, you know, just make plays that people should not be making. Um, you know, good for him for getting out when he did, uh, getting out healthy. A lot of people question his retirement time, but listen, you're out there getting pounded on by for, uh, really large men, you know, for a really long time. It takes a toll on your body. So uh, the game yeah. missed him, but it, he was he was one of the best, in my opinion. Dave, number two for you. So I'm going to echo what you said, and I also took Barry Sanders. Okay. So to, to me, as again, it's like you want to talk about having nothing. I mean, who was his quarterback back then? Was it Mitchell? Mitchell? Scott Mitchell. Scott Mitchell. Yeah. And I thought like, and the offensive line was not good. Like, you know, like Barry had to do everything to me. So that's why with this list, especially for like, I picked in my mind, I picked the two best offensive players. So it's kind of not really in any order, but the two best offensive players I've seen and then best two defensive players that I've seen that kind of change the game. So to me, number two, Barry Sanders after Brady. Good. Mark, So for me, two. I'm going to echo what you guys said and also say Barry Sanders. Okay. But I'm going to throw a twist on it to where, Dave, 
How many arguments have we gotten in over the years where I said Barry and you said Emmett? That who's the best all time? Yeah. Well, I got to defend my cowboy, Mark. Come on. You always said Emmett. You said Barry had too many runs that, that accounted for losses, and Emmett was always a constant four or five-yard carry guy. Well, you forget that I also like to play devil's advocate with you and get you worked up. That's also true. That is so, true. That is yeah. true. I, can, so, I can attest to that. That's what, so, that's what great, makes for great television. If, 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 if I'm being honest, though, I would say Barry. So but, now that we're know. older and the childish games are done, well, no, I'll never stop saying, even after, even after this right. podcast, after this podcast, I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. So I'm going to go Emmett Smith again. My number two would be Tom Brady. All right. We already touched on him. I think he's, he's, he's the best quarterback to ever play the game. And we're lucky to be able to watch him uh, his entire career in our lifetime, which is something I don't think he'll ever be matched. So Dave, who's your third? All right, so my third, so now I'm picking my two defensive guys, guys that I thought, like, you know, were the best, like, game-changing, great defensive players. And my number three is prime time, Deion Sanders. Nice. Nobody. Deion Sanders, you could put him on any receiver in the league by himself, and he is locking them down. Deion was the best corner still to this day that I have ever seen. He can run with you. He can, and like, people were terrified of throwing at him. And yeah. then when they did, I remember the one game where it was actually Dan Marino was like, I'm going to throw at Dion," and Dion picked him three times. <laughs> so, you know, and that, that's just how great Dion is. And that sent Dan Marino into the movie industry with Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think Dion's a good pick, man. And uh, Mark, how about you? Who's number three? So for me, it is the best wide receiver I've ever seen. What's the most important thing about a wide receiver? Touchdowns. No, hands. You have to be able to catch it. You're a wide receiver. You got to catch it. All right. Right? Agree to disagree. Best hands I've ever seen, Chris Carter. Uh, I almost put Chris Carter, too. I almost had Chris Carter. I think he was – he could catch anything. You're right, Mark. Yep. You still still have – I don't know if that – yeah, catching is the most important, but they still got to be able to get open. I mean, run the route tree and all that. But Sure. Yeah. I I, I could – okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to enjoy watching Chris Carter play. I don't know about him as an analyst so much, but um, no, he's funny. He's funny at times. My third is, uh, you know, another wide receiver, man, Chris, uh, Chris Carter's protege, Randy Moss. Um, mm. I just think he's one of the best to ever do it. I really enjoyed watching him, the swag that he had, the attitude that he had, the kind of cockiness and the arrogance that he had kind of changed the game a little bit, you know, number eight all time in receptions. Uh, number two in receiving touchdowns. I think he's, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's a good one. He's, he's, fun well, he's, the, he's the most talented ever. Yeah, but my thing is, is he runs two routes. And the thing is, is that it's, if it's like a, you know, third, the third down and, and kind of get the first down kind of guy, it's not, you're not going to him. Yeah. Randy's great. Randy's exciting. Randy, you can bomb it up to him and, you know, he'll get the touchdowns and he'll have the, the big catches. But, I, you know, him, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Number five all time in receiving yards, Dave. I don't know if he's better than T.O. I don't know if he's better than T.O. That's a good, I mean, it's a good debate. All right, last one. You're up. So my last one that I, now this is, this guy off the field, obviously he's been getting, he's gotten into trouble. But to me, I've never seen, I've never seen, I mean, like I'm not going way back. I'm talking about in my lifetime. I've never seen a guy who can run a defense on the field, field general, like Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was amazing at playing the middle linebacker. 
You're not so going to get me, a whole lot of argument from anybody on that. Pick. Yeah. So to me, Ray Lewis was it will round yeah, out he, my. He fourth. was just like the ultimate leader. He, you didn't need it. You know, think of, if you actually think about the Ravens teams, like all the defensive coordinators that got jobs because of him, like Marvin Lewis and um, Rex Ryan. And like all these guys, because Ray Lewis was the guy on, you know, running the defense, not them. He right. got all these guys jobs elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was like five or six defensive coaches of yeah. the Ravens under Ray Lewis got head coaching jobs. It's crazy. And then, and then Marvin Lewis got to keep his job for about eight years too long so, <laughs> before they well, finally can. I, I, I still think he has pictures of the owner doing something. So. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Mark, who's your last pick? So my last pick is the best defensive player of all time. I'm going with number 92. Reggie White. Okay. It's a good pick. He just, I mean, he's a feared defensive end. You you couldn't you couldn't single him. You had to double him. And he would have the all-time sack record still if Bruce Smith didn't play an extra five years specifically to break it. Yeah, I I, I could see the Reggie White too. But my thing is is that he is just, you know, the pass rusher. You know, that's why to me, like, I, I actually was thinking about him too, but for me, Ray Lewis, just doing more, like there's more that he does on defense than Reggie, where Reggie's just basically get the quarterback. Right. Where what's, Ray the, is, what's the most important thing about a defense? It's getting after the quarterback. Nah, not necessarily. Yes. Not necessarily. necessarily. I, I, I think him being the, the, the field general and, you know, changing the plays on defense and, and adjustments and, and everything like that. I think that's more important to me. Him being basically the quarterback of the defense. I, I, yeah, I mean, there's no argument about how he, you know, he was a, a force to be reckoned with up front. I don't think anybody's questioning that. No, not at all. But can you build, can you build a defense around him? I guess, you know, that question remains to be seen. My last pick here, number four, uh, Dave, you already mentioned him, Deion Sanders. Uh, I was young when he was playing, man, but I just, he was fun to watch. Uh, like you said, he was one of the most feared defensive backs that I could remember in, in right. history. Maybe, you know, maybe a couple other guys kind of came close to him, but as far as just pure athleticism and, and talent, dude, he was unmatched. So he, uh, I mean, there's, I, I mean, I agree with you hundred percent. Cause I don't, I mean, people may, you know, who are, who've been around longer than me and watch NFL longer than me, but I would say that Deion Sanders is the best cornerback ever. Sure. He, no corner. Yeah. Defensive back. I don't know. Yeah, you know, you know people, go down, too, people, right. people go down the the Ed Reed road and and stuff yeah. like that. And I mean, he I guess he makes a viable um, Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson too. Rod Woodson was great. Sure, I think either way, man. I think that was some a good list out of out of everybody. I think Mark, you know, kind of went a different route, and you know, I'm I gonna know, be honest with you. I think Mark dropped the ball, but you know, that's fine. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I took a lot of Mark's guys and we talked about it before. So Mark had to, he had to make some changes on the fly in order to make for, I would, I stayed true to myself. I didn't switch from Emmett to Barry. You know, I stayed true to myself. Guys, what I've said, guys, since I was guys like I'm not going to do this right now. We can't, I can't have the arguments between the two guests. All right. Nobody wants to hear that right now. We got to keep it social, keep it civil. And we're going to move forward. And yeah, Mark, be nice. We're about to wrap it up here. I think those are some some good lists from everybody. Uh, thank you to the people who took the time to to write in. Uh, make sure you do so next week as we uh, you know we're going to hit two more Mount Rushmore segments. Next week we're going to talk about the Mount Rushmore of 
fast food chains and the Mount Rushmore of major league baseball players, because we'll be talking about a little bit of MLB and some, we got spring training on deck. We got fantasy baseball on deck. We'll talk about our Mount Rushmore of MLB players. Make sure you email those into us to board dads at gmail.com. Again, the number two board dads at gmail.com. We're about to send off another episode here of the two board dads podcast. As always, we'll end it here with a fun fact. You know, we already cracked the riddle of, of last week's fun fact. Did you guys know that 7% of American adults believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows? <laughs> I don't believe that's true. I don't, I don't buy that. There's it's, no way. Listen, I, <laughs> there's no way. There's a lot of people in the United States. There's a lot of you adults in the United States. A but lot think of about adults that. in the United States that don't have very high IQs. But, but think about that, though, for men. Like, think about the population of the United States, the millions of people, right? Like, I don't know the exact population of the United States, but when you're talking about 7%, that's a lot of people. There's only one person I know that would think that, and he's sitting next to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why he used that mark. I think Andy made I up. Thought it was, listen, I thought it was a very interesting fact. All right. Now, if you go, if you, I don't know who you're asking about, you know, brown cows. I don't ever even heard of a brown cow, but listen, you know, I, I can't argue with my source and we're just going to leave it at that. Dave, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being our guest on two board dads podcast. Happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for I having me, guys. And keep it up. You guys Happy are a great listener. Thanks. You I guys hope, are a great listener. I hope you uh, you enjoy your time here. That'll wrap it up for another episode of Two Board Dads. Join us next week as we describe or discuss only the world's most important topics. Remember to go like us on Facebook at Two Board Dads. Follow us on all major podcast platforms. Dave, thanks again. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See you next week, everybody.